from Mount Vernon Studios. This is the Made in MV podcast, where we talk about how we are designing a better world right here, right now, through inquiry, innovation, and impact. I'm your host, Michelle Cook. Today, I'm so excited to welcome two infectiously positive Mount Vernon lower campus personalities to the podcast to talk about what it means to be an upstander. Welcome Shelly Searcy, head of Lower Campus, and welcome Elise Hayes, Lower Campus head of community and culture. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for having us. So can we start with, uh, if you both can share a little bit more about yourselves and how long you've been at Mount Vernon and your responsibilities? Sure. So I'm Shelly. This is my 11th year at Mount Vernon. I started as the head of lower school, and in the last two years, I've had the privilege of overseeing both our preschool and lower school programs. I'm passionate about all that we do at Mount Vernon, curriculum, assessment, instruction, but what is most dear to my heart is the way that we are bringing up young people, and I've had an incredible partner in that for the last five years with Elise. Well, thank you so much. What a great tee up there to me, Shelly. I appreciate that. Um, As Shelly mentioned, my name is Elise, and this is my fifth year at Mount Vernon. And so I have had the opportunity to be the head of learning and innovation. And uh, most recently, I am the head of community and culture, which kind of encompasses being the dean of the lower campus, as well as being responsible for student life, um, spiritual life, excuse me, spiritual life on the lower campus. Um, as well. And I had the pleasure, Elise, (laughs) of attending a lower campus chapel, which I feel like should be mandatory, uh, mandatory onboarding for any, any employee at Mount Vernon and um, just so much joy uh, in that experience. I, I I walked away thinking this is Elise's superpower. (laughs) It is Elise's superpower. (laughs) Yeah, I I truly love that time together. I think that we spend a lot, a great deal of time at Mount Vernon building the minds of our students. And I feel like it's super important for us to also build the hearts of our Mustangs. And Chapel is a great place for us to come together as one community and and discuss just how we walk with one another. How can we lift each other up um, and treat each other the way that we want to be treated? And it's really, um, students as young as preschool can can grasp that those concepts, mm-hmm. just being kind to one another, and so we we that's a highlight of my week every week is just how can I make our hearts just a little bit bigger each week. It was it was a wonderful experience. <laughs> so if there are any listeners who have not attended a chapel, I know we're winding down the school year, but um, they'll be back Absolutely. on Wednesdays. Um, lower campus chapel, amazing experience. Uh, the purpose of our podcast, what, what we really wanted to talk about today was this notion of uh, being an upstander. Um, being here at Mount Vernon, there's been kind of rumblings about this program mm-hmm. initiative. What is this? You know, what what is it? Can, can you tell us, Elise, uh, a little bit about what the upstander initiative is on the lower campus? Sure. I would love to. So we are absolutely in our infancy stages, which I would just say is probably in the last two years. And so this started, it came about in 2020 um, when the school was rolling out a pretty robust policy about how we were going to walk and treat each other um, in respect. And the policy seemed 
a little bit large for some of our youngest Mustangs to grasp. And so we had to look for ways to to help our kindergarten, first grade, second grade Mustangs really understand what it means to walk in love with one another, um, what terms, what what things that we don't want to do to one another to make somebody feel like they're not a part of our community. And so working closely with Taryn Rumpf, who is a learning coach as well as a um, IDEA coordinator in the lower school, um, we look for some norms that kids could grasp and understand um, when we're talking about how we interact with one another and how we advocate for one another. Um, and so we came up with some norms. We put them in front of the students, um, and they came up with motions for each one of them. Um, at this time, Taryn went from classroom to classroom and really read about what it meant to be an upstander to each one of those those classes in K through 2. Um, and that's, so that's how it started in 2020. And since then, we've refilmed that video and the motions with the, with the grade 5 kindness crew. Um, it has been infused throughout our chapel services throughout the year. So we always talk about how do we show kindness to others? You know, how do we not step on others' words? Um, we look for our similarities and we celebrate differences. Um, and so I just look forward to how we're going to continue to grow the initiative because it's become part of our fabric, really looking for ways to be kind, looking for ways to lift others up, but not only that, to stand um, as an advocate for others if we feel like something is unfair. That sounds yeah. incredible. Can you give us some specific examples? Uh, you mentioned uh, motions and also mm -hmm. what it might mean, some specific meanings that were that were articulated or or determined. Can you recall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's a double. That's yes, a double okay. question. Um, so, there's motions that the kids kind of came up with. It mm -hmm. seems like I know we're not. This is audio, so I'm making. Oh yes, I'm like, I see. I'm moving. I my see arms you doing the motions. I'm, I'm talking, <laughs> but I, I think of the song Father Abraham. Yes, um, those kinds of motions are yes. those kinds of the motions. Absolutely. So the first one is like show kindness, and so the children extend their arms and 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 you know and then bring it back to their heart. So each one. One of them, um, and then and these videos are out there for people to be able to see. We've had them in um, in chapel services and things. We're willing to share that, but um, and so each one of them, our classes themselves designed them with our performing arts teacher Amanda Lower last year. Mm -hmm. So each class, they came up with the movements for the norms they were voted on, and then we came up with the final movements for each one of those norms. And then this year, like I said, the Grade Five Kindness Crew refilmed the um, the motion so that it's new each year, right? So that we can present it. And they also led a chapel service where they talked about being kind, um, where they also led us all into doing kind acts. And we filled a whole wall with sticky notes of all of our kind acts down our steam wing. Um, and so this was a time when when um, when that kindness crew was, was integral in rolling this out this year. Amazing. So an example of one of the motions, mm -hmm. as you can imagine with little ones, we like to incorporate movement as much as possible. That really helps solidify things to our long-term memory and it's fun. So one of my favorite is don't step on other people's mm -hmm. words. So you can mm -hmm. imagine a room full of kindergartners don't step. They are stomping on that ground and then they're using their fingers and thumbs to, you know, mimic mouse talking. We don't step on other people's words. We listen and we listen with our hearts. And so giving them those motions to accompany the word brings meaning for them. And even the word upstander in and of itself. I mean, we practice standing up, doing the right thing being an mm -hmm. upstander. So the word um, is powerful in and of itself with that motion. 
And the very last motion of the whole um, of, of going through these norms sorry, is um, the students end with be an upstander and they mm -hmm. extend their arms out to the left and the right. And so their body is almost in the sign of a cross. Oh, and wow. that's how we we end it. So that just ground that takes us back to being grounded in those Christian values. I love that so much. I, I think what put it all together, Shelley, is when you said um, the example of don't step on words and stomping. And right. mm -hmm. um, I'm sure there's all kinds of research around when you have motion and words together, you really start to understand and they seep into your your everyday life. Speaking about this program and the goodness of this program, how does it um, how does it kind of blend into the values of and, and the curriculum and all the things that are happening on 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 the lower campus? Yeah, that's why we wrestled with the word program a little bit because mm -hmm. it truly is part of the fabric of our school now. So we intentionally design our day from morning drop off until the last pickup at extended play to give children the opportunity to practice doing the right thing. So morning courtyard play, it is mixed age level and it is unstructured. So it is easy to do the right thing when there's already a routine in place, when there are expectations set for you. But when there's just open forum, then that gives children an opportunity to experience with each other, to try things. Sometimes things don't go well. And so you get an opportunity to do the right thing, to solve problems together without the teacher intervening. And so we have specific examples from times on the courtyard, maybe somebody didn't have anyone to play with and somebody else sought them out or alerted a teacher that they noticed it and they wanted to do something. So having children observe that and do something about it is a moment right off the bat in the beginning of the day, but then more in intentionally through things like morning meeting. This is a chance where we gather on the carpet every morning for compliment circles or gratitude circles, learning to recognize the kindness that we see in our community. We start our day with prayer and we ask the Lord to help us see things and be an upstandard for those. And then throughout the day, through our classes, we might intentionally read a history from the perspective of an underrepresented group and really think about the other side of things. Maybe it's the children's standpoint. Maybe it's maybe it's the perspective of the indigenous people during westward expansion and really learning from other people's perspective in a way that history books aren't always published. We also have our family style lunch where children sit in circles and they have conversation cards that bring up different things uh, that may not come up regularly at lunch that help us recognize the differences and how that we can celebrate that in each other. And also just the act of gathering around the table with people to that may not be in your regular friend group to really have conversations and to know each other. Cause that's going to help me be an upstander for somebody. If I've met them through my lunch table, we also end the day with a lot of reflection and this is where we celebrate when we've seen these acts happen. And Elise has a, a great, mm -hmm. um, we oftentimes we use our brains to solve problems. We talk to the children about kiss your brain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So yeah, when students maybe stretch beyond what they thought they could, or when they say something that's uh, pretty impressive, you'll hear teachers often say, kiss your brain. And mm -hmm. students will actually kiss their hand and put it on top of their head. And we do a lot, like I said earlier, in growing the minds of our students. But one of my goals as we move forward is to incorporate the term, kiss your heart. Mm -hmm. So when we see things where students are actually intervening, we're actually 
walking out being the hands and feet of Jesus or just being an advocate, right, for somebody who needed a friend, that I would look at them the same way that I was so impressed by their knowledge, mm-hmm. but I'm so impressed by by um, the actions of their heart. Mm-hmm. And so I would say to them, kiss your heart for that so, um, so that kids can actually put um, a finger to, okay, that was a time when I was being an upstander. Okay, yeah. that's what it means to be an advocate for somebody else. Uh, yeah. That's what I loved about um, about this when I when I was learning about it um, was that it was such a tangible example of doing the right thing, mm-hmm. making the right choice, creating belonging. Uh, some of the examples you had shared around, um, you know, looking for a friend that might be sitting mm-hmm. alone or needing someone to play with. Um, one of the things I think, uh, I shared, um, in passing conversation a while ago was, um, a a podcast from Brene Brown, Mm -hmm. um, where she was talking about post pandemic and how everything's changed. Um, but we still have these really unfortunate cultural issues and struggles Mm -hmm. and that, um, there's all kinds of focus uh, in terms of, you know, focusing on leadership training at the highest levels of organizations, but really, really to fix things Mm -hmm. for the generations ahead is to look at early childhood education Mm -hmm. and what's happening with these little, little Mustangs. And when I go to chapel and when I go to lower campus, I see example after example of these amazing hearts, this kindness that Mm -hmm. is pouring out of our students. And I feel like we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're yes. going to be okay. Yes. <laughs> um, but I just, I, I, I loved it. Uh, so any other, you know, thoughts or examples? Yeah, absolutely. So what I would say is when we first got started, excuse me, we were, um, well, right before maybe all of, you know, the pandemic and all of that, we were already a school that fostered, like a division that fostered, you know, loving hearts. Um, and empathy. so empathy building, right? So for, for, for years and years before I came and, and probably Shelly maybe even brought that. <laughs> no, but uh, so, so there were things that were happening. Um, I remember right before the pandemic, we took um, grade three to the Capitol and we all have box lunches and things when we're outside of the building and on their own, when we finished eating, they began to sort the food that they didn't open and didn't eat. They all got lunch sacks that were still whole and not torn apart, and they made lunches and began to deliver them to people that they maybe appeared that they might not have a home or people that were sitting outside of the church. And we talked to um, them about, you know, not being afraid and, and, and talking. These are just human people. And, mm-hmm. and on their own, they initiated being the gap in that moment mm-hmm. for another human, right? So that might be what it looked like before the pandemic. But now what I hear are students that will come up to me and say, I don't know what to do, but I know I just don't feel right about this person being alone. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would tell you or tell another adult, right? I saw somebody sitting alone and I didn't like the way it made me feel. So I know they don't feel okay. What can we do about it? That wow. is happening on a more frequent basis. And just the conversations, as Shelly was talking about the morning meeting, there are more and more instances 
each day um, when students are sharing. So there's a time when they share maybe a compliment circle where students actually can look at another child and either take or receive a compliment. And a lot of those are centered around and how somebody else made that child feel. So you stood up for me, right? We had an interaction on the courtyard during Mm -hmm. morning play, mixed level play, where um, a younger student maybe had a collision with an older student. In that moment, the younger student his peers came and stood around him and behind him just as a sign of advocacy. Not, I am, oh, were you hurt? Oh, I'm going to get back at this other person, but just, I stand with you. And he made mention of that the next day in the morning meeting. So it's just having each other's back a little bit. It's, It's just really helping everybody to feel seen and heard and like they matter in our community. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. One thing that we do at the end of uh, or towards the end of our podcast lately is is do a, a familiar mm-hmm. uh, Mount Vernon uh, feedback framework um, based on the topic we're talking about. So I'd love if you both could give a like, a wish, and a wonder about the Upstander Initiative. Sure. One of my favorite thinking routines. I really like that our children have embraced it internally. So it is not something that they are looking for external recognition for, but it is something that's become true to who they are, and they're really seeking out opportunities to do the right thing. I wish that more adults in our world could follow this initiative and and really see what a better world we could have if everybody was out to build people up. And I, w- I wonder where it will go next. Elise gave mm-hmm. a great example of being at the Capitol. And I think that our school's grown a lot. There may have been a time a few years ago that teachers would have said, with the best of intention, oh, let's not talk to anybody that's not with our group. But mm-hmm. now we have emboldened our teachers with courage and our children to have the confidence to approach a stranger to try to do what is right with supervision, with, mm-hmm. you know, in the right setting. But I love that about us. So I wonder where it will go next. Yeah. Mm. And if I had to follow that, so I would say one thing that I like about being an upstander is it's applicable to all ages. Mm -hmm. So if you sit in the chapel, the three-year-old preschooler knows what it means to intervene. If that just means when somebody takes your shovel, you can step in and say, hey, that's not nice. Mm -hmm. It's able to be reached by all, right? So I'd say it's, it's some, I love it that it's, from our youngest Mustangs to our oldest Mustangs. And maybe even our younger Mustangs can bring that over across the street so that they can impact some of our older ones. But um, a wish for mine uh, is for that to spill out, as Shelly said, kind of into the community. So you saw that was an example of at the Capitol. But what would that look like if we connected that with service and we were out Mm -hmm. in the community and we were being upstanders for unfaithful friends to people we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy. Well, it's not even easy. I would say it's it might be easier for children to to be an upstander with people they know and walk with, mm-hmm. but how much more to people that you don't even know because you're standing for just what's right, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that would be a wish. And then a wonder. I don't know. I wonder where it'll go to. I, I think about things like creating... Um, you know, posters and norms where it becomes the language of everybody on the lower campus um, and adding even a few, you know, mm-hmm. when you see something, say something. Yeah. That's kind of embedded in the show kindness, but I think maybe even being more explicit, but asking for students for feedback and adding, helping them to design and create whatever it's going to be because they're the ultimate user. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I um, I hope I, I I wonder and I wish uh, for for maybe a student to join us, yes. uh, Lower Campus student, um, next time we talk about ups, being an upstander. That'd be great. Um, Absolutely. If you, if if you both or or one mm-hmm. of you would come back with a student or two, um, I think everybody would love to hear their perspective too. But thank you so much for the time and mm-hmm. and telling us all about being an upstander. And I know we can learn a lot from from what our littlest Mustangs are doing. So thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for joining us. We hope you feel inspired. And remember, start with questions, fail up, share the well, assume the best, and always have fun. Made in MV is an original podcast hosted by me, Michelle Cook, produced by Mount Vernon Upper School students, and features music from the students of Mount Vernon.